Good morning. It is Monday, August 26th, 7.20 a.m. I hope you all had a good week. I had a good week. It was very, very busy. <laughs> Just very, you know, a lot of rinse repeat, lots of mending, washing, shopping, shooting, shipping, selling. Um... It was really fun, though. I love doing it, you know. Uh, I went to L.A. for basically a day and a half. Maybe not even a day and a half. Basically just for one day. So, my apologies to anyone I did not reach out to. I just didn't have the time, really, to visit with anyone um, extra, any extra people. Um so yeah, April and I drove down there. Actually, I was a passenger in the car and April drove because I don't know how to drive. So, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, we drove at night on Friday night, got to Kadeen's house around, oh, it's midnight, chatted a bit, went to bed, woke up. I woke up at like seven and then I went shopping for about four hours and I did it on no coffee it was hilarious because when I get up I'm so brain dead <laughs> before I have my coffee like I haven't had coffee now I'm so brain dead that I will forget to have coffee that's how bad it is but I managed to um to get some great things and a lot of them and um then we came back i came back and me and kadeen and april we all went to this like texas style mexican place it's i forget what it's called it's like heart heart warmed or something um, and it's on the Loyola campus and it was really good. They had a lot of queso there and there's this queso that's mi mixed with brisket. It's basically a queso fundido and I slathered it all over everything. It was so delicious. The flavors were there. Um, it was a big treat. So for you guys that don't know me, April and Kadeen are all from Houston and we miss our Tex-Mex really bad. And it's very hard to find it out here on the coast. So it was just, it was a nice treat. And then we went to some Japanese grocery stores and did our thing. And then we went to the Orange County. Um, it's like a Asian food festival. It was, so, it was a fun scene there. Um, very Christian. It was, it was like this Chinese Baptist church had all, they were wearing all these like kind of blue smock vest things that had their church logo on them. And they had so much swag at their table. Like they had fans, bags, goosies, um, you know, big sippy gulpy cups, um, little magazines, books. I mean, I was like, damn, you guys went hard on the, sh on the swag. Um, 
And yeah, so we had a bunch of, you know, street food there. I got full pretty fast. And me and April split a margarita. And it was real strong. Um, and then they had a stage where there were performers and this one guy was kind of like, pardon me, the Asian version of Justin Timberlake. And he had a little keyboard MIDI setup and he was singing some songs that he composed that were like these... I wouldn't say any of more bops per se, but um, they were, you know, very tightly, tightly orchestrated pop songs that had kind of complex segues and also key changes. And so we kind of stayed and listened for a while. There was maybe a crowd of about, I don't know, 20 people. And then we realized that it was Christian pop, which was hilarious. Um, because I mean, he, I, I was taken in by the whole thing. Um, but yeah, Christian pop is its own, it's its own strange genre. It, it can sound a lot like regular music, but then there's just something a little off. It, it basically lacks sex appeal or, or sex value. Um, it's not rock and roll, you know? Um, and then these Hawaiian dancers got up and they danced for a good while and it was really beautiful. Um, I don't know, you know, you're in, you're in Southern California where like people, they are this is they're looking probably for an opportunity for a producer to come and and discover them so they were like you know in tip top um so yeah it was you know this that's socal the socal people um you know just like dads like that are probably like maybe a little younger than my age with all their like new school tattoos and their piercings and shit and like walking around like with a stroller and then like their friend from high school is kind of like tagging along and they're like you know they're talking hella shit and stuff and you know when you see that it's funny because probably you know 10 years ago or something they were really you know probably spoiled little bros and then they got someone knocked up and then they're still trying to maintain their cool factor so that always amuses me but you know it doesn't amuse me to the point where I'm detached from that you know I'm not looking down on anyone um but it's interesting to observe like the things that we choose to hold on to or the things that we can't um that that are just a part of who we are, the people that we still are when our lives change in major ways is is something that always fascinates me. You know what I mean? Um, So that's why I'm bringing it up. And then we drove back and 
We had two bottles of red wine and a bunch of cheese and some prosciutto and some sliced uh, sausage. And I think that was my favorite part. We just talked and talked for a long time. It was like a grown-up ladies slumber party. We talked about our families and our ancestors and our grandparents and it was really cool. I really got a lot out of it. It was very touching. Um, so April's family is, they're native Texans. They've, I think it's like 10 generations of, of Texans. And just talking about what they went through and I guess about probably the Great Depression era. It was really, it was really interesting, you know, the women in the family and their, you know, the amount of children people had back then. Oh my God, six kids here. My grandma had 11 kids. My great grandma on my grandpa's side had six children. Um, just It's just something that people did. And then Kadeen, who is Panamanian, was telling us about her great-grandmother, who was married at nine and escaped a very abusive marriage when she was, I think, almost 13. She'd already been married for, for almost four years. And with her sister, who was also in an abusive marriage, who was, I think, 11 or something like that how they escaped and talking about all the dichotomies of of Panamania is a different you know you have your your indigenous types that live deep in like these jungle basins you have a very large chinese population there uh, left over from the canals when the the Panama canal was built in fact, there's like a, a Mandarin school there, a, a large one. Um, and, you know, of course you have expats and then you have West Indian people. And these are all from the Panama Canal. In fact, uh, I got a book now that I'm reading about the Panama Canal because I'm fascinated. Um, but it was just really, it's really intriguing, you know, and everyone has an interesting story to tell and and you know if it's coming from a friend that you've known for a long time it means so much you know what i mean it it means more you love you love those people more and you know it's never never too late to become closer to to your friends and 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 to love them more so then after I think it was probably one thirty. me and Kay stayed up talking <laughs> and then I went to bed and then we woke up me and April woke up around seven and then headed back out so yeah we had in and out and we stopped at Denny's and we both had steak and eggs the steak was um it was strange because I ordered it medium rare 
and parts of it were really tough and then other parts were very tender so I was like okay you know I'm just gonna eat the whole thing how's that <laughs> it was a big a big steak um, and yeah I I love beef I need to stop eating it though um, because of what's going on with the Amazon and it's probably not good to continually eat beef all the time, but I really love it. Um, I just, I feel like there's so many things going on with the world that are, you know, so many changes, so many, um, so much adversity. It's hard for me to pick, you know, pick everything, you know, to keep up with everything bad that's going on in the world. I need to be more informed though and and made more aware. So yeah, my paradigm's shifting. So yeah, uh, today I am going to be washing and mending. There's, I, I got this insane silk chiffon dress with jeweled cuffs and collar and it used to be really pleated, but it's not pleated. It's like the pleats are all screwed up, all smashed. And I'm going to just wash it because it smells like really strong, like mothballs. And then I'm going to probably steam the heck out of it and just steam those pleats out because the, the pleats are just beyond smashed. It's really beautiful, though. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so back to my mundane, you know, my mundane existence in a way. Um, I went out on that date that I was telling you all about. Um, we went to Specs, which I try to go to Specs if possible. Um, I don't go there with every date that I've been on. But I like going to Specs. Like, doesn't matter if I'm on a date or not. I'll try to go there. So we went to Specs, and you know, he seemed cool. Um, I asked him about his, you know, he's. I'm not gonna say which thing he makes or anything, but you know about his, what items, you know, he's he's a ugh. He's like a maker, um, which I, I don't like that word. So, but yeah, um, I think he was going to describe himself as that, but I established that I don't like that word. So he didn't. Um, and <laughs> he was telling me about his tools. I was curious about all of his tools and his workshop and that sort of thing. And he wants to make some furniture and... It's like, okay, that's really cool. But then I couldn't get out of him. I couldn't, I couldn't suss out like what, what things he's inspired by, what he, what kind of things, you know, you want to make these, this furniture, but okay, what, what, where, where's your aesthetic information? What, what kind of artists do you like? Um, what style are you making that is, you know, not influenced by the person you're working under, 
like what it what separates you from them you know and then I just kind of I got this weird feeling that I was just like this guy doesn't really know that much about like design or art or anything like that and he doesn't really know he hasn't seen enough to really figure out what he likes and he's a little bit older than me and he should know he should know I don't care if you are like you know if all you like is like 7-eleven hot dogs and you know freaking tube socks like if that's your thing like it's better to have a thing you know instead of just kind of aimlessly hoping to be influenced by someone like me um I don't know I've become pretty protective of my tastes and I know there's people out there like you have taste <laughs> but yeah everyone has taste um but yeah I've become pretty protective of my tastes my style the things that I select um my point of view everything uh just because I've had experiences with people just shitting all over it you know um or acting you know dissing dissing and like treating it without respect and then turning around and copying it badly so that that's you know boo hoo <laughs> that's a lesson that I learned um but you know I I thought that he was very nice and he was cute he was cute um I don't think that I'm attracted to him though so uh that's fine you know what's new um the thing that really sealed the deal was we were waiting at bart for he was going back to oakland i was going back to my house his shoes the shoes we were sitting there talking i think about our cats or something really mundane and you know things were going well conversation was going well and I looked down and it was just kind of like he had these square like really really square toed shoes that were orange and and black with like deliberate scuffing on them and then they were kind of bulbous like in weird spots but not in a come de garçon way more like in a john fluvog way and then the the arch was you know completely defined so it's almost it was almost like a dance shoe the shape of like a a man's jazz shoe but then had the this hard um squared off thick sole to it and that that just that expunged any any notion of any potential of seeing this person again right then and there and it's unfortunate but I have a really expressive face and I was just fixated on the ugliness of those shoes and I was just like I probably made an involuntary scowl which I often do um I couldn't help it though I was just like oh yeah you know what you're not a designer that I want that I that I want to know what you make I don't want to see what you make if you're wearing these shoes like the fact that you went to 
went to a store or maybe got them on zappos.com the fact that you selected this and you are wearing it to make an, an impression a first impression on me I found just that just that just summed everything up that I needed to know and I know it sounds superficial but look at the shoes it's like you could have chosen some cowboy boots you could have gotten some taters some white some white sneakers like just like some plain old vans you know like the plain white vans that get real dirty I like those I like those on men um or you could have had the vans that have the the colored the colored stripes on them um you know um or even I don't know even Birkenstocks with with thick socks would have been better than those shoes um a certain certain men can wear those you know they're not my type of guy and I'm not their type of gal but you can get away with you can get away with it on in, under certain circumstances Ugh. um so yeah I was disturbed by those and can I say I was really disappointed the shoes actually were a great indicator and I'm surprised I didn't notice them earlier I would have ended the date much sooner um but they were a good indicator of what I wasn't able to articulate when we were at specs like you know the blankness and the you know the unrecognizability of like of of what this person was trying to make and 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 the the lack of style you know um everybody has style everyone has a style you could be you know a train conductor you can be anything you can work at McDonald's you can be you know working in the corporate world everybody has a style that they have they have a point of view that that they bring with them and that's reflected in the things they enjoy doing and the things that they select and consume oh god don't even get me started on style um but yeah those were some very disturbing shoes anyway I have another date this week and I can't really say I'm looking forward to it I can't look forward to things too much my time is really valuable so it's valuable to me let's put it that way so that's one thing about going on these dates with people you don't know it's like it's usually a bust in some way or the other and so it's it's kind of it's just a big risk of my time. Anyway, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And I hope you guys... Oh, wait, I have one more thing. I have one more thing. I forgot about it. I'm so glad I remembered. Um, I found a piece of ephemera here right outside the McDonald's near my house. And it is an essay. All right, here we go. Summer Vacation by Theodore Dong. I spent my summer vacation by going to three movies and going to two restaurants called Olive Garden and Elephant Bar in San Jose. I went by car on the highway. I went to the Tech Museum. 
I went by car on the highway. My favorite movie was Wally. Wall.e. I played my Game Boy and I played football. It was hard, but I won. I went to the summer reading program. I scored an eight. I didn't get 16 hours. I went to Chinese school. In the summer, I went there every Sunday afternoon. It was fun, and I got a new teacher in my class. I went shopping for the school stuff. I bought the tissues at Walgreens. I bought two boxes of tissues. I went to lots of shops to buy stuff. Thanks for sharing that, Theodore. That was a cute little essay. So yeah, I found that right outside this week, and he has really good handwriting. He's got kind of a a long script, a tall script. It was very easy to read. All right, so I mean it. You guys have a great day and a wonderful week. And I will report back with some info on the Panama Canal. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.